This is SEO in 2024. Megan, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024? Our 2024, I feel like SEOs should be going back to basics and focus back on content, making sure it resonates, sounds reliable, attracts the right audience and all that good stuff. And is that going back to basics in terms of how content used to be done or is there a new way of doing content that's slightly more effective now? I mean, content used to be quite fluff back in the days as well. I wasn't here 10 years ago, but they tell me that it wasn't good. So I feel like we should be going back to humane basics and understand and still acknowledge that SEO is talking us as the website to the user. So we should be acknowledging that and going back to basics in terms of communication style. Okay. And um, how do we know that we're talking to the right user? We should be identifying what we want to say, what we want to communicate, and we should definitely know who we are in the beginning to connect with the right audience and connect with, actually embrace the communication style of them. So as long as we understand what we are doing and we are solid in our strategy, we can find the right audiences who would be appealed to what we are offering. Okay, so know ourselves before we know our audiences. And it would be great just to dive into the type of content that you think really resonates with audiences nowadays. So is there a particular style of content or type of content that you're finding to be effective at the moment? I think we can bucket it under not AI content because all this fluff recently is making me as an SEO very pressured and I feel like There is so much fluff going on so that I cannot really get to the point that I want to be. As long as we cut that fluff out and just clear the fog to present ourselves as we, I mean, as we are, I think that's the best thing that we can do both for our our audiences and ourselves because it's just a very, very deep pool right now and you have to go through and it's extremely frustrating. So we have to make it easier for the audiences. I feel that we have to define fluff. So from your perspective, what is fluff? My perspective, fluff is everything marketing, no, like jargon and all those like get it now, you have this, you got this, you deserve this and marketing in a way that it doesn't really cover anything for the user, but it's just trying to steer them in a direction that would leave them frustrated in the end. Just provide value and communicate your value well and do it without AI generic content and basically uh, reveal your brand's personality in every communication that you have with the client. So does AI just produce fluff? AI increases fluff. That's why I was trying to avoid I mean it is very helpful already but if we try to and this is I feel since content is one of the most time-consuming tasks of SEO I feel most of the brands have been leaning towards automating it and making it optimized but using AI doesn't really make it optimized you still have to be you I know that you can enter like enter so many keywords and try to come up with the article like brief, etc., very easily and even outline everything for yourself. But you're still going to be provide some sort of value from your perspective to the client so that they wouldn't be frustrated with what they read on your website. So can you get away with adding your own perspective to AI content and 
I guess, doing things more efficiently, faster by using AI some of the time to produce content? It definitely helps to take advantage of it in the beginning of content creation and idealization processes. It definitely gives us a much more faster like pool of content that we can take advantage of. But this still has to go through your heads of strategy and digital marketers to be able to resonate with the users. We don't really like write articles just to put it out there, right? Like people should be engaging with it and it has to be under some sort of like target for us. We have to like, it has to serve our goals basically. So to be able to do that, we can take advantage of it. Yes, but it still has to go through some editorial in the end. You've said that word resonate a couple of times. What makes a piece of content resonate with a user? I think it's just providing your perspective and how to appeal to the users as long as it touches them on a personal level or if it solves a problem for that for them. If it provides value, it, if it's applicable, if it's theoretically like information rich, that's going to be resonating with your users. Got you. Okay. And you also say that um, it's important to sound reliable. Um, so what makes a user feel that you're likely to be reliable? I think it's being trustworthy and kind of in all your communications, like having your stance, like not saying X at some place and saying Y in the other place. And when it comes to AI, since it doesn't really know what it's talking about, when you leave the content creation to them and without any editorial input, it just goes nuts. And like, you can end up being in a very weird position. It has bias, it has tons of, because of the information that it's fed, um, unreliable information, etc. So if you are especially really heavy on content side of things, rather than fact and like data orientation on your website, like the information that you're providing, you are going to need a lot of like strategic point of view rather than just publishing everything AI has generated for you. Okay, so a brand's done a good job to define their audience, to create content that resonates, that sounds reliable. How do they then go about attracting the right audience? It is about talking the same language with them. So there is not going to be any change on that front, actually. Like good SEOs still find ways to identify what their users are looking for and trying to identify the keywords that they're using for, for example, like if you're uh, catering to Gen Z, the wording that you might have would be very different from uh, how you're communicating with Gen Y or like millennials, etc. So understanding those kind of tweaks and understanding whether your audience is familiar with the jargon or not, or like basically from different countries, speaking different languages, et cetera, uh, identifying those tweaks uh, would be very beneficial for your business to really cater to them. And what about helping the audience convert? Um, so are you of the mindset that um, people make the decision themselves to purchase as a result of consuming content that is relevant and appropriate for them? Or can you greatly assist the conversion process by maybe some kind of sales writing or some additional UX functionality on your website? All of them definitely has their own like input. But what I feel is that you obviously follow some sort of uh, sales funnel with your clients when they come uh, to your website. And that doesn't 
that actually relies heavily on your content that is on the website and how you engage with them as a brand. So not everything, not every communication that you have with the with your users are over the website. So your online presence, your offline presence, anything that you basically lay information out there and engage with your like users, that is an input to help them convert. And especially on that front, uh, we come back to identifying who you are. So as long as you know yourself and as long as you know what your clients, what your users like, you can definitely tweak your messaging and you can basically craft your sales funnel based on that. So it certainly sounds like knowing yourself is is very important. So let's come back to that a little bit. So how, how does a brand actually establish who it is, how it talks, what it represents? Is there a certain process that a brand needs to go through to do that? Definitely. It's all about the messaging, the values, the mission, whatever you are trying to do, whatever you feel your values are, you should be able to communicate in them and stay true to them to be able to be reliable. So as long as you are like changing perspectives and just providing different things on different fronts, this is not going to be a very reliable brand in my uh, consideration. And in the recent years, we saw that users are actually looking for human connection and they want to be understood. They want to be heard. So as long as you are laying this out there as a core value and just having your communication wrapped around this, I think this would be resonating with your users quite a lot because the all of the purchasing or like conversion patterns are changing in the past few years. And what does human connection look like in practice? Are you talking about maybe having an individual associated with um, each article on your website and uh, a profile and social profiles easy to follow? Or are you maybe talking about perhaps video content that is more likely to actually demonstrate who you are and what you represent? It can be all of them, but it can also be just very easy and subtle twists like providing the information at the right place. So having the site, this is very like cheesy, but having the size guides or like FAQs on the pages, not for SEO, but for really being useful to the client. So just basically being a step ahead of them and thinking what they might need throughout this process that they have on your website. And this definitely requires having different inputs from different users. So you should be in connection with your users to be able to identify what they want, what they need, tailor your message, even tailor your strategy from time to time if needs be. And yeah, basically laying it all out there with subtle twists and useful information. And if a brand has worked hard at improving their human side, how do you measure the value of doing that from an SEO perspective? I think reviews would be a very good like point for that and like social engagements, definitely. Got you. Okay. So if an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024? Interesting. So... I think throughout this conversation, we had a little bit of war with AI generated content that doesn't get any editorial input. So I would say take advantage of AI, but don't try to make it the core of your SEO offering. Just make it like a tool that is making your job easier and stop focusing on the AI, but still keep on focusing on people and providing for them. 
Any particular AI tool that you, you'd like to recommend? No, thank you. <laughs> okay, so just experiment. That's the key thing. Experiment with ideation, with um, perhaps uh, identifying precisely which topic you should be talking about, perhaps the, the skeleton of some piece of content that you're talking about, but then go away and use a real human to create that piece of content. Um, and after that, um, is it worthwhile using AI again to check what the human's written and perhaps augment that piece of content further? I mean, you can still use Grammarly because they have AI-based like grammar checkers, etc. So you can still take advantage of those, yes. And you can fact check your content through AI, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it like requires an AI check because we have to be checking what it does. Okay, okay. So use it to check what you're doing, use it to help you write better. But you wouldn't, for instance, take a five paragraph article and say to AI, write, um, create a 5,000 word piece out of this. Probably wouldn't in the short term. <laughs> Begum Kaya is founder and SEO consultant at BK Solutions. You can find her over at begumkaya.com. Begum, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024. Thank you. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com. <laughs>